Hey guys, so uh, I had a beautiful brother a number of weeks back visit me from Wisconsin. His name's Tony. And uh, we had just a great time connecting and uh, talking together and just kind of opening our hearts up and it was amazing. But he said something to me that has pierced my heart and I wanted to share it with you. Um, it is something that has just stuck. It pierced and stuck. And so, you know, occasionally you'll have a, a word that comes to you and then you just can't shake free from it. It just, it hangs. And then you start seeing it everywhere. Well, that's what this word that he was sharing with me uh, did for me. And so I wanted to share it with you because it has really, really impacted me. And I feel like it's so key and so clearly uh, a word for this moment. The Lord really spoke this to him and ignited it in his heart. And then he shared it with me. And um, I just wanted to share it with you. So the word was about Dan and Bethel. Dan and Bethel were in the kingdom of Israel. And they were two cities. And the king at that time established two temples for the people to go worship in. And uh, it sounded like an amazing idea. He had the best intentions. He didn't want the people of the kingdom of Israel to have to travel down to Jerusalem to worship. This sounded like an amazing idea. But like many of our amazing ideas, it didn't pan out. Quite the contrary, it backfired. But in this day, in this time, in this season, Tony really showed me how our current culture of church has experienced the Dan and Bethel problem and we often don't know that we're in it. What happened with Dan and Bethel is there were two temples where the service was the exact same, where they were looking like they were doing everything in order. But the problem was the presence of God was absent. So you had three identical services, but only one, only one maintained the integrity of God's design, which was to be around and dwell in and among his presence, in his blessing. And so, uh, how does that relate to our current day? Well, as Tony and I discussed it, he really showed me how a lot of churches go through the motions. They go through the activity. They sing the songs. They preach the message. They uh, look like they're doing it the right way. But what is absent is the presence and the life, the exchange life. As I've written in the Great Exchange, without the indwelt presence, 
there is no life. There may be action. There may be performance. But is there the purposes and the uh, pleasure of God? I don't think so. Everything that shows is, is that it just keeps people in a trap thinking that they're doing right all the while not doing right. That's tragic to me. And here's another thing that we discussed. Dan and Bethel, those, those false churches that appear to be doing the work without the Holy Spirit, without the presence of God. Are dedicated and devoted to keeping that system going because it's all they have I have been shocked at this message and I'm now seeing it everywhere I'm seeing and it's just like I, I wrote in my book the great exchange if it's not his life it's not life and so if he isn't the author and the performer of the life then it's man masquerading and attempting to perform without him. And that just doesn't work. Uh, uh, that message on the exchange life has just impacted my heart so deeply because I have made false fire. I have struck a match and called it God. And... It has never worked out well for me. It has always left uh, ultimate devastation. And it's been death. But as I have surrendered to the Holy Spirit, and as I have surrendered to the, the Spirit of Christ, and allowed Him to maintain my life, to live my life, and to present my life, as I've gone in as a shell, opening my heart and giving him free reign to do what he wanted to do. Fruit has been the result. Eternity has been the result. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm longing for. And that's what I know that God wants. He wants his son's life to be multiplied and to be uh, projected and to be performed. Not our life, not our good thinking, not our best intentions. Like the king of Israel, he had great intentions. But the problem was, it was falsehood. And it led people down a path, thinking that they were bringing pleasure to God. All the while, not bringing pleasure to God. Because they weren't going according to his plan and his purpose. So, uh, I wanted to share this with you because I have been so impacted by this message. I've been so impacted not only to write a book about it, but also now to have a brother come and bring me an evidence that I did not have. An evidence of, of the false worship that appears real. How incredible is it that his, his heart is so that we would experience Christ's life that he will bring multiple resources, multiple examples, multiple facets, multiple people 
to bring that message forth and so that we can see it in reality. We can experience it in reality. So as I walk out this life, I resist and withdraw from the Dan and Bethel model. And I want to go towards the exchange life, the holy life, the real life. If you have any interest in this message, I'm going to be uh, putting up a coupon code for my book and we're going to use it as just exchange. If you will use that coupon code at checkout and, and you can go below and go to the link and click it. If you would like the book, I want you to get a copy of it because the message is, is teeming with life and I'm so excited about it. And uh, I would love for you to have the opportunity to experience that book. Use the discount code at checkout, exchange, and then you can get a discount on the book today. I bless you. I thank you for listening. And I hope this encouraged you. It has been quite a message that I've, uh, I've just not been able to shake free from nor do I want to, because I believe that in this time, we need the real, we need the genuine, we need the life of Christ to be living the life, not the falsehood of Dan and Bethel. So God bless you, I love you, and I hope this encouraged you.